Welcome back to the Decoy Doggers podcast. I'm your host, Homer Janes. Today, I'm just going to go over a little bit of uh, things that I, a lot of questions that I get about uh, hunting in the winter, maybe starting a young pup. What can you do with the young pup in the winter? So uh, we'll go over a few of those things. Stay tuned. Coming in. Welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate you joining us. Um, so I've talked to a few guys, mainly guys just barely getting into decoy dogging. I uh, got on the phone with them, and and again, just to be upfront, I'm I'm far from the best. I'm far from uh, well, I'd hope to say I'm far from the worst decoy dog guy. Uh, my my methods aren't the only way. Um, sure, they're not the best way, but they are a, a way that um, that works for me, and and I've seen work for a lot of other people too. So, um, but I get a lot of questions about uh, hunting decoy dogs during the winter. This it's probably um, something that when I first started out, I I, I still hate to leave my dogs at home, um, even during the winter, even though from mid September October ish. Uh, all the way through January, the decoy dogs, you'll probably run off more coyotes than what you're going to uh, to actually decoy or, or the dogs will help with, which is always funny to me. I think I mentioned on a couple of podcasts, a lot of these competitions that uh, that are from no October, November, and December, a lot, most of them will say no decoy dogs. And I always think, well, that's dumb. They they just don't understand decoy dogs because decoy dogs actually are going to hurt you more than help you during winter, which is the main contest time. But, uh, I, I mean, they're my hunting buddy. I, I hunt probably 90% of the time on my own. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take a few people with me every now and then, but most of the time I'm on my own. They're my buddy. They're my hunting partners. So I really, really hate leaving them home. Uh, so I, I do change my tactics up a little bit during the winter. Obviously, the, the winter, the hides are a little bit better. So I, I try to shoot around that is a little more fur friendly. Typically, it's going to be out of my 223 uh, with the 53 grain uh, VMAX, Hornady VMAX bullet. Uh, it's been a super uh, good caliber. I don't get a lot of runners. Um, and it's, it's very fur friendly. Uh, typically I don't get an exit unless it's, you know, um, just weird circumstance, but typically I don't get an exit at all. Uh, so that's typically the bullet that I'm going to shoot during the winter where during the summers, um, I'll shoot my six mm Creedmoor, uh, or my six, five Creedmoor. Um, they, and they, they both have rounds that 87 grain V max out of the six mm Creed is pretty good round and the 95 grain out of the 65 creed is a real good uh, um uh varmint varmint caliber for the 65 creed more a little bit you can stretch a little bit more a little bit flatter bullet but um but during the winter if i'm trying to save pelts you know i'll, I'll go down to that that 223 with 53 grain v max mainly because of saving fur um and it's also my ar um, so I can get a little more <laughs> pop, 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 pop if I need to on a runner or something like that. But if I miss the first one, but typically I, I don't get many runners if I hit them first time. Um, but 
again, my tactics with the dogs changes up quite a bit. Um, I, I don't want interaction, as much interaction with, with the coyotes, mainly because coyotes are just trying to stay alive during the winter. They're not territorial. They, they can be a little bit territorial, and I've heard from guys that hunt at night. Um, they've seen dogs, or excuse me, coyotes be territorial and, and will work a dog a little bit at night. But my experience has been 90, 95% of the coyotes in the winter, if they see the dog, they may stay curious, but they're not going to come in and, and um, try to push your dog like, uh, like they do when, they're, when they've got pups around or, or if they're fighting off, um, keeping you away from their girlfriend or something like that. So that being said, if I can get them under 200 yards, get them to stand, you know, at a good spot, I usually take the shot, hopefully before the dogs see them. Um, if the dogs do see them, I do try to hold the dogs in a little bit, and that can be a little bit dangerous because, uh, you know, if if not dangerous is in, you know, something bad's going to happen, but as far as the training of the dog, especially an older dog, because they're they're going to go ahead and pick up on, well, they don't have to go push the coyote, just wait for the gun to shoot, and they can go out and chew on a coyote. So that being said, you know, you do kind of have to be a little bit cautious with that because if they see the coyote first and go ahead and run out and then you shoot it when they're on their way out, they're just thinking they're going to get a chew toy. And so they're not going to, during the spring or summer, they might pick up a bad habit of not pushing or running a coyote nearly as much. Now, again, that's kind of, I noticed with the older dogs, you know, a four, five, six-year-old dog, and, and it might just be because of maturity and age, they're just not going to want to run a, a dog or a coyote as much in the summer anyway. I haven't really noticed an issue with my younger dogs doing it. Um, you know, right now I've got two dogs that are, I guess they're three now. Um, are they three? Yeah, they've got to be three. Uh, they're three years old, Rip and Skade. Um, they're, they're still hungry. They'll go out, you know, doesn't matter how many times I tell them. Um, so I'm still taking them during the winter and especially super young pups. You know, if you've got a, uh, eight month old, 10, 15 month old pup, take them out with you. And, and honestly, pelts are right now, pelts are what worth five bucks, maybe let them run the coyote off. Who cares? Um, just let them, let them go out and work. Now you obviously want to uh, build some confidence and, and get them a chew toy and, you know, things like that. And you knock a coyote down occasionally, but if they run it off, who cares? That dog's going to get more experience just by running that coyote off and then coming back to you than he is sitting in the kennel at home. Take your dog, take your hunting buddy. He's going to learn something. Um, that pup's going to learn something regardless of the time of year. Um, and, and again, right now, you're going to get a lot of pups coming in. I, I primarily uh, call, use use my prey distress calls to start the stands, <clears throat> you know, for the first six, eight, ten minutes of a stand. And, and I typically know if something like that comes in, obviously it's just coming in for either curiosity or it's coming in for a meal, right? Most of those are going to be pups. Um, a, a pup coyote's not going to work a dog very much. That pup coyote is barely, not even a year old. It would have been born likely in March, probably April or May. 
So a pup coyote's not even a year old. It's literally coming in for a meal. Um, if it sees a dog, <clears throat> it's likely just going to run off. Um, the older, the older dogs, the older coyotes, of course, are going to be bigger body size. Uh, if you see enough coyotes, you can usually tell uh, fairly quickly when they're coming in, if it's an older one or not. Um, they may be a little bit territorial. In fact, um, I posted on, on the Facebook group, um, a week or two ago. I, I took a dog, I took just Skade, um, because Rip works coyotes way too, too hard, which is great. I love him for it during the, the late winter, spring, summer. But I knew that he would probably run too many off if I took him. Um, so I took just Skade a couple of weeks ago just because I was going in some thicker brush and uh, just mainly for recovery purposes. She'll still work a good a coyote pretty good, but just not as hard as what Rip will. And she hangs closer to me on stand, um, where Rip wants to be out looking at everything, putting his nose in everything. He's uh, he's more the searcher. Um, anyway, so I just took Skade. Playing some rabbit distress in that little bit thicker brush. Um and all of a sudden, Skade jumps up and busts out. I didn't see the coyote at that, this point. <clears throat> but I knew one had to come in. she That's her trigger. She, that's her, her sign. I, most of my dogs that I've ever had, I'm, obviously, they bust out as soon as they see a coyote. Well, so she runs it off, and I didn't even see it. <clears throat> it goes over the little hill, or and uh, the other side of the hill. I guess I was on one side of the hill, and it kind of ran to the other side of the hill. And, um, I beep skate back and that, that coyote starts challenge barking. So I thought, oh, Hey, we might get a, might get a little bit of action here. You know, get it back in. We have a chance to get that coyote back in. So I went to pup distress. I think I went to pup distress. Maybe I went to female growls or something like that, but I turned on more of a, a fight or, a um, you know, something like that. I, I don't remember exactly what I went to, but I either went to a, a growl, a breeding sound, or the pup distress. And sure enough, that coyote came right back in. And now I will say that I didn't let the decoy action happen after that. It's the first chance I got to shoot the coyote, I popped her at 115 yards. And um, But that coyote, I probably would have killed that coyote if the dog hadn't have been there because it was coming in anyway on rabbit distress. <clears throat> but... I've, I've said often that most coyotes won't decoy in the winter, and that's very true. I'm not going to back down from that. Have they decoyed? Absolutely. Are there anomalies? Absolutely. There's guys out there that'll tell you that they've decoyed all year round. I'm not going to argue with that because that's absolutely true. Some coyotes or certain coyotes in certain situations will come back on the dogs year round. Um, doesn't mean every coyote's going to, doesn't mean every situation's going to, doesn't mean it's going to happen every time. In fact, it's, again, it's an anomaly. <clears throat> so I'm not going to argue with the guy that says that, that they've had them decoy year round. So have I, just not very much. Okay. So, um, so don't get caught up on, on the idea that, that just cause you have a dog that every coyote's going to run off. That's not true. Most your coyotes, yes, I will stand by that most your coyotes during October, November, December are likely going to run off if they see a dog. 
unless they're really hungry, then they're going to come, you know, uh, maybe stand up for the meal. Um, so that, that's first thing, like I said, take your dog with you. Uh, if you, if you don't care, I mean, if, if pelts are 75 bucks, I'm leaving my dogs home and I'm going to go try to make a little bit of, a little bit of money. They're not. Last year, I think our average was $11 and I heard it was going to be worse this year. I, I don't know. The first auction, um, is what, is it in two weeks or two or three weeks? That's going to tell us a lot, but I don't expect it to be hardly anything at all. <clears throat> and in fact, I haven't even skinned out a single coyote this year. Um, I, I just, it's not worth it. I'm, I'm out there for the dogs just to stretch their legs a little bit. So that, that being said, again, I mean, it's today is December 26th. Yesterday, Christmas Day, I took both Rip and Skate out with me. Um, we saw, uh, I guess we saw a total of five if you count the one road dog. But we called in four. Called in three on one stand. Um, first coyote come in with uh, prey distress. And I don't know what the heck I did. Uh, it was 115, 108 yards, something like that. And it, it, I was in super heavy brush, and I knew it. It, it was just on the other side of this little draw. So this little, it's kind of like canyon, but, you know, pretty heavy rock draw. Stopped behind some brush. I didn't have a super clear shot, but it was the first shot that it offered me. I, I, I barely saw it come in because it was such thick brush. And I wasn't going to get hardly any clear shots. So I think I hit a brush. I don't know what happened, but but I missed it. Coyote runs off. Rip, of course, goes goes out to the end of the gun barrel and, and runs out. And he gets on where that coyote was and picks up the scent and runs runs it. And I just let him. You know, I want him. I, I want to encourage that behavior, not discourage it. And it's been a while since he's been out. So I'm I'm letting him run don't care about the coyote, um, whether I can get it back in or not, but while he's out there, um, I'm fairly certain it was another coyote, same kind of general direction, but, um, all of a sudden I hear a challenge barking and, um, and so I, I leave, let Rip stay out there a little bit and pretty quick he comes back and I didn't beep him in and do anything. And I see this coyote pop up at 400. I think I ranged him at 387. And again, I'm just on my 223. I kind of wish I had my 6'6 six, six Creed or my 6'5 Creed just because uh, little, it's, that's a fairly reasonable shot with either one of those guns. Uh, but I'm sitting there with my 223 and I've got my shotgun in my lap. So I'm watching him and he's up on this rock, little rock mound challenge barking. And I'm just about thinking, okay, well, I think I figured it like a 15 inch drop or something like that. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm considering taking that shot, but then all of a sudden I see to my, to my left, there's a coyote coming in, um, trying to get down to the downwind, but I know my downwind, I'm on a crosswind. I know my downwind, um, that coyote has to go across the draw and back up and pop up close in the brush in order to really catch the downwind just the way that I'm set up, which is shotgun range. But he stops before he crosses that draw. He stops and he's at he's at 298. And all right, that's that's a reasonable shot with 223. If I can't get him any closer, both these coyotes are well aware of the dogs. And the ones I've got the one challenge barking me. The one to the to the he's probably so if I'm looking straight out, 
it is noon. Um, he's probably at 1.30, okay, uh, 1 o'clock, between 1 and 2 o'clock. And this other coyote is coming in at about 11.30, 10. He's coming in at about 10 o'clock. Um, and they, they're stopped. And like I said, the one at one thirty is challenge barking me, well aware that Rip's out there and Rip's coming back in. The other one I'm, I'm fairly certain saw Rip as he was coming back in cause he froze right there at two ninety eight. And, uh, anyway, neither one of those ran off. They were, again, the one's challenge barking. The one is aware, but just watching, um, feels comfortable where he's at. Just watching. Um, anyway, so I, I switch it up. I go into some breeding sounds and go into, uh, it's, uh, MFK's, I think it's stuck pair. There's a lot of growling and, you know, fighting sounds and breeding sounds going on there. Good sound. Um, after a minute, they both kind of back off and leave. Um, I think I was a little bit early for taking dogs and using breeding sounds, but we're right at that time. January, late December and January, they're starting to look for, for you know, to pair off a little bit. Um, and that's another thing. When pairing off, yes, they will come in on the dogs. If, typically, I've noticed, this is my observation, this isn't gospel truth, this isn't, but my observation is, if they've already paired up, they're probably going to challenge bark you as they're kind of leaving. They're not going to come in and try to defend. I, I really don't feel like they're really defending territory yet because they're not denning up yet. They're not, they've paired off and, and dude just wants to keep his girlfriend, right? And so he's kind of just holding his girlfriend. Let's go over here. Let's, let's go to this bar over here instead of fighting for his girlfriend at this, this bar. So if they've already paired off, they, they, I've noticed that they've kind of typically, um, they'll let you know they're there, but they're not going to come in. The ones that'll come in during breeding season, in my observation, are the ones looking for that girlfriend or that boyfriend. I've had mature females come in. You know, if I'm using female growls or female estrus or something like that, um, I've had, I've had bigger, nicer, uh, mature females come in seem like they're trying to push that female out um, because that's they they don't want that that female uh, in heat in in kind of her territory if she's a if she's an alpha female she'll come push push you out <clears throat> but once again once they paired off it just it seems like they always blow out if I get multiple on a stand in breeding season it's usually two males um, you know, it'd be an older male and a, a and a juvenile male, or just two juvenile juvenile males coming to look for that girlfriend, or you know what I mean. Um, usually, it is not a pair. Um, that's just been my observation. It's one or the other. It's a mature female, or it's couple couple of males coming in. But now's the time that I really start using some of those sounds, you know, moving away from the distress. And that's not true. I'll I'll still use prey distress, but I'll use it for three to four minutes. Because if a coyote can travel a mile, you know, my coyotes out here will travel a mile, maybe a little bit more. If if they're going to travel a mile, um, four to six minutes is plenty of time for them to get there. Um, So I'll I'll only use prey distress because there are still are some pups out there that are still looking for a meal and every coyote's looking for a meal, 
but those pups, you know, um, I'll use the, the prey distress for, for three to six minutes at the beginning of the stand. Then I go into breeding sounds because now I'm after a different trigger. If they're not in three to six minutes, if they do come in three to six minutes, I try to shoot them quick. If they come in, once I switch to breeding sounds, that's when I, I see if they're going to mess with the dogs and if they'll play with the dogs a little bit. Um, so yeah, this, this time of year is when it starts. Um, females are just starting to come into heat. Males are trying to, starting to think about finding a girlfriend. Um, this is that time of year. So it can be good and it, it can be real good, but you got to be patient. You kind of got to read a coyote, um, be, be willing to, to observe the coyote. Uh, I'll pay attention to what calls you're using and stuff like that. But take your pups out. <clears throat> take your take your dogs. If they're if they're eight months old, um, you still don't want them to get bit. Uh, but it also kind of depends on the the dog's personality. If you just got a little piss ant that, you know, just gets mad when he gets hurt or something like that, he'll be fine. If you got something that that, um, you know, seems to be a little bit submissive still, which is going to be most your dogs and most your breeds at eight months old, eight to, to 12, 15 months old. If they're going to be a little bit submissive, you still don't want them to get bit. So you kind of got to protect them a little bit. But at the same time, this is a good time because the coyotes aren't overly aggressive like they are in denning season and, and when pups are around. They'll, they'll flat come in and, and try to take your dog out in those times of years. But this time of year, they're not overly aggressive. So you can... You can let your pup uh, feel feel more comfortable letting your pup get out there a little bit, because again the coyote's not coming in trying to push your dog away. It's coming in for curiosity and and maybe looking for a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Um, so they're they're not nearly as aggressive. Uh, so feel comfortable in that and get them out. This time of year is the the good time of year to just get your dogs exposed, um, because if you're trying to expose them when it's denning season. Uh, like I said, those coyotes are going to be a lot more aggressive. So this is a good time to get them exposed. Let them run. Let them get out there. Get a feel for the stand. Make sure that they're not jumping in your lap when you sit down. And that's that's probably my my biggest reason why I don't make my dogs my pets. Because as soon as we sit down on stand, whether it's me and I've got somebody else with me, I do not want them looking to be pet, to jump in their lap, to lick their face, to lick their hand. Get your butt out there. We're here to work. Um, and so that's the main reason, like I said, that, that I don't make my dogs pets. And so this is that time of year that you can kind of try to break them of that and just ignore them. You know, you don't have to push them away. You don't have to whatever, just ignore them. When you sit down and they're looking at you, their nose is right in your cheek. Just ignore them. Just don't even give them any attention whatsoever. Um, and kind of break them of some some of the stuff that you're going to want them to do when the the prime season is here, guys. Uh, like I said, there's I think there's more coyotes out there because pelts are aren't as valuable uh, because a lot of the trappers it's not worth their time to get out there. Trapping's definitely one of the best ways to to cull herds coyote uh, populations, and they're just not out there uh, because of the because of the poor uh, uh, fur market right now on coyotes. Uh, so there's a lot out there. Um, get out there. Have a good time. You know, I don't care what call you're using. I, I am a little bit excited. I just called a buddy today. He's got a, <clears throat> he, he just had a litter. He runs uh, stag hounds and greyhounds. 
on coyotes and he just had a litter that um so this the the male is a staghound and the female is is straight deerhound which to make a stag you cross a greyhound and a and a deerhound or a wolfhound um so but those deerhounds have a little bit better brains on them than what a greyhound does so I'm kind of excited. This so this pup should be either five eighths or three quarters deer hound, and um, and the rest greyhound. Um, I told him I'd take a female, so I'll get here her in probably two weeks. She just turned five weeks today, um, so I'm gonna have a, a pup this this summer as well. Uh, greyhound, well, a staghound uh, pup. Um, eventually, I'm gonna cross her with Rip and and get some. Uh, some staghound blackmouth cur crosses it's kind of my plan but but i'll be messing with a pup again this year um so i'm I'm kind of excited and kind of annoyed at the same time <laughs> but uh but again it'll be a, a new experience with this staghound uh to see what what uh, i'm getting myself into but again i'm pretty excited about it um so i'll be in the same boat as a lot of you guys are if you're just getting a pup or if you've got a pup and you're working with it, I, I talked to a guy the other day that I think he had a, what is she, 10-month-old hound, um, you know, that he's been working and, and he's excited about. I don't care what breed you've got. Take your dog. Take your dog. Figure out what characteristics your dog has and and work around those. Um, you Just let your dog be what it's going to be. I, I do believe that... that most of these working dogs um, have enough natural ability and natural senses in them that you can fine-tune them to, to get them to be a decoy dog. Now, that doesn't mean, again, there's, you know, my, my blackmouth curs work way different than, than these guys with the, the terriers. Um, the terriers work way different than the, than the herding breeds, the, you know, but they all do it to whatever their ability is figure that out let the dog uh, let the dog figure out what what uh, senses it's going to excel at and then you just help it with it <clears throat> and be there behind the gun let the action happen um, again right now just just take your dog with you it will pay you dividends in the in the spring summer if you just take your dog with you, don't be quick on the trigger. Let your dog see the coyote as it's coming in because then that dog will start watching for coyotes coming in and it'll start to figure out what you're doing. Even if it runs off and you don't kill that coyote, who cares? Your your goal right now is to work that pup and to work that, that, uh, that younger dog. Or maybe it's an older dog, but you're just starting out in this. Uh, you, you need to get it to realize what you want it to do. And you honestly, right now, the first step of that, you want it to just go chase the coyote. We can work on other things later, but let it just go out and chase the coyote. Uh, anyway, guys, good luck. If you have questions, please hit me up. Um, I, I'm excited. Later today, I'm going to record a uh, podcast with James Bostock with uh, Boss uh, Predator Acoustics. And we're going to talk about some sounds. That'll be the next podcast to come out. So stay tuned for that. I'm excited for that one. Um, he, he lives right here by me, so he's actually going to be face-to-face with me on recording. Uh, that'll be the first time on, on this podcast that, I, that, um, that I've that i done a face-to-face interview with. And, and he's a talker. He's a good guy. 
but I'm excited to visit with him about some things. And, and we've already kind of talked about some things that we can, uh, we as, as decoy dog guys might be able to do and, and he might be able to help us with. So uh, we'll touch base on that on that pod, podcast. So stay tuned for that. But I know it's been a while since I recorded a podcast, mainly because I think September was the last time that I did one, mainly because the decoy dogging is, is uh, kind of slowed up and shut down and and uh, for the, the year. But like I said, um, that doesn't mean you can't take your dogs. So good luck out there and uh, we'll see you down the road. Good dogs.